0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Law Master Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, is the final word on Lord all-caps law, the law of silence. It is is the two-part law of silence. And what will be given on that law in this episode is the final word with regard to that law. So that's very important to keep in mind. All right. We know that the law is to the Gentiles. Uh, It has to do, the law has to do with Gentile activities in the church. Okay? Now, I will, in this episode, address these things. The Galatians' law, well, that is, the... Galatians 4:21 question, which asks, "Do ye not hear the law? Do ye not hear the law? In the things that I will set forth before you, it will be, uh, I have heard the law of silence, the two-part law of silence. Um, I have considered it, and this is the evidence." Also, uh, I will uh, address the question in Jeremiah eight fourteen, which asks, "Why do we sit still?" Then there's the question in Galatians three verse nineteen, which asks, "Wherefore then serveth the law?" Uh, I will uh, address Luke twenty Luke ten twenty six question, "What is written in the law?" Then I'll address the... And these things will not be done in this order, but these are the things that I will do in this episode. There's the Galatians 3.21 question. Is the law then against the promises of God? And there's the Romans 7.7 question. Is the law sin? I have identified the law that is spoken about, of course, and uh, that law, of course, again, is the two-part law of silence. Um, okay, so those are things that I will address in this episode. Let's start with the uh, the question, wherefore then serveth the law? That's Galatians 3, verse 19. What's the purpose of the law? Okay, I know I've given a law before, but what is its purpose? We see here we will read what the word of Lord Allcaps has to say about the purpose. First Corinthians eleven, eleven verse seventeen. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse seventeen. I praise ye not that ye come together not for the better but for the worse. Uh, come together, not for the better, but for the worse. Jeremiah 8, verse 10. For from the prophet to the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. Very important statements. Uh, addressing things that are done in the church, the Christian church. Okay? And he says, when they come together in the church, it is not for the better, but for the worse. From the prophet to the priest, everyone deals fals- uh, dealeth falsely. Jeremiah 8, 5, they hold fast deceit. Jeremiah 9, verses 3 and 5, and they bend their tongue like the bow for lies, but they are not valiant, for the truth upon the earth. Jeremiah 5, verse 27. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Now, what kind of houses is he speaking of? He's speaking of church houses. He's uh, addressing what is going on in the church houses. Okay? So he says, as a cage is full of birds, so are their church houses full of deceit. Hmm. Uh, and verse 5 of that, and they will deceive and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak. Lies. On the order of Habakkuk chapter two verse eighteen, of lies. Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse thirteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves. Into the apostles of Christ and ministers of righteousness. Titus verses 10 through 11. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers whose mouths must be stopped. Teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. Money gotten in a way that is not good, such as by deceiving and fraud. Uh, verse 16 says of the same chapter, Titus 1 They profess that they know God, but in works, they deny him Jeremiah 23 verse 10 and their course is evil and their force not right wow speaking about what goes on in the church in the church houses the awful things terrible things that are done, the whys and wherefores of the law of silence. And this uh, has to do with part one of that law, what I just gave you, the things I just gave you in answer to the question, wherefore then serveth the law? In those statements, you get the answer to that question. All right now, as I move on, Romans three verse nineteen says, "Now we know that whatsoever things the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law." Of course, uh, we know that Lord Allcaps has already said he speaks to the Gentiles. Now, now, who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles are uh the Europeans. They call themselves uh white people. Okay? They are the people known for conquering black people and uh casting the Israelites black people into captivity and uh causing black people to serve as slaves, okay? know who the Gentiles are black people are not Gentiles when the Bible speaks of Gentiles it is not speaking of black people it is speaking about the people who conquered black people uh, cast some of them into captivity as the Israelites they're all in captivity at one time the Israelites are still in captivity scattered abroad in the nations of the Gentiles okay the Bible, Israelites, are black people. But well, let's not get too far away from the topic here, which is the two-part law of silence. And in this part, I've been uh, answering the question, wherefore then service the law? What is the purpose of the law? The purpose of the law, the law is seen attacking uh, the lying, hypocrisy, deceit, etc., going on in the church world today. The law is against those things, okay and uh i don't wanna, I do not want to at this time analyze uh the statements I just gave you in answer to that question. They should speak for themselves, okay all right now, yes, we know that whatsoever things the law saith, it says to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. Every mouth. What does it mean when it says every mouth? It means the mouth of the liars. The mouth or the mouths of the liars. In this case, it's talking about uh, in the church world, Christian church world. The preachers, the teachers from the Pope on down, uh, as it said, uh, from the pr- prophet to the priest, uh, however it said it, uh, everyone deals falsely. The falsehood, the lying, uh, all of that going on in the church. That's the reason for the law, okay? Now, uh, that is with regard to part one of the law, okay? Now, that every mouth may be stopped. Then you have the Titus statement, whose mouth must be stopped, teaching things which they ought not A filthy lucre sake. They will not teach the truth. They teach deceit and lies. Okay? Now, moving on. Uh, Therefore, you have the law that says, or the commandment, Psalm 34, verse 14, that says, uh, depart from evil. That which was given in answer to the question, wherefore then serveth the law, uh, all of that, uh, those statements show uh, the evil that is going on in the Christian church, the evil. And if you notice all carefully, it doesn't say some of them, okay? It's putting them all in the same boat, all the line, all the preachers from the Pope on down, okay? All right. Teachers of liars. depart from evil. Spoken of in the above that I just gave you, uh, and in Psalm one nineteen verse one o four, Lord all caps it, it, uh, rather it is written, "quote I hate every false way." End quote, uh, the answer to the question wherefore then serveth the law? puts down the church. It speaks of the church. What is going on? Uh, it uh, it is a condemnation of of the church, of the uh, of the uh, leaders. The leaders of this people cause them to err. Uh, the preachers, the teachers, like as I said, as the word says. From the prophet to the priest, translated here from the pope on down. All right, whose mouths must be stopped, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. And again, it says here that every mouth may be stopped. All those are uh, lying mouths in the churches. Okay, in the churches. Proverbs 12.22 lying lips are an abomination to the Lord all caps but they that deal truly are his delight. There is no dealing truly in the description that I gave you in answer to the question wherefore then serve the law. Zechariah 8.19 Therefore Love the truth, peace. He ties peace to the truth. Now, let me just read on. Proverbs 19, verse 9 says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. This is what the word of Lord all caps, sets forth uh, Shall be what shall be the law calls for. Now Proverbs thirteen verse three, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. Think of what think of the law of silence part one, that part which is to the Gentiles. I've given it given it to you before. I'll do it again in this episode, but just think about it. Okay? He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. And remember the setting of these things in the church, in the churches, okay? Really understand this statement, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. He that keepeth his mouth from lying. But remember the law, okay? Remember the law. And i get to that after a while. Colossians 3, verse 9. Lie not one to another. Again, lie not one to another. Proverbs 24, verse 28. Deceive not with thy lips. Now, these are things that are actually going on. These, These statements against things that are presently going on and have been going on for some time in the church world in the Christian churches. So these things speak for themselves. Proverbs, Proverbs twenty four twenty eight, deceive not with thy lips. Romans six twenty three, the wages of sin is death. Deuteronomy twenty four verse sixteen every man shall be put to death for his own sin or every individual. Okay, whether it be man or woman, because the law is to the Gentiles, Gentile males, Gentile females. All right, okay, let's turn the page. First John 3, verse 4 Whosoever transgresses the law sinneth, sin is the breaking of or transgression of the law. Now what law is uh, being spoken of here? What law are we speaking about? We're speaking in particularly uh, to the law and of the law, the two part law of silence. Okay. Amos nine ten all the sinners of my people, saith Lord all caps, shall die by the sword. Jeremiah 26 verse 13. Therefore now amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord all caps your God. Oh, these things are to the Gentiles. But are the Gentiles the only ones doing that? Uh, what was given in answer to the question, wherefore be in service of, service of the answer is the law? No. Well, let's just stay focused here on the Gentiles. Because that's what is stated to you Gentiles. Okay, now. Therefore now, says Jeremiah 26, verse 13, Amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of Lord all caps, your God. Again, Psalm 34, verse 14. Depart from evil, from that which is an answer to the question, Wherefore then serve the law? Stop the evil in the churches, stop the lying, the hypocrisy, the deceiving. Stop it. That's what the law calls for. So the law calls for a reformation, a reforming, okay, with regard to the Gentiles and their activities in the churches. That is the condemnation of the Gentiles with respect to the churches. Uh, uh, the Gentiles are condemned to silence in the churches by the law of silence, part one. It is clear in the things, scriptures I've given you, the law of silence, part one, Uh, which is to the Gentiles, speaks to the hypocrisy, lies, deceit, dishonesty, and evil that go on in the Christian churches. The law of silence to the Gentiles serves as a deterrent to sin in the church. And two, to the end, others also may fear. Like, for instance, black people. They tell... Uh, lies in their churches as well. Okay? They deceive the people as well, the uh, black preachers and, and all. Okay? Doesn't matter what they call themselves. They can call themselves apostles, uh, pastors, ministers, whatever they call themselves. It doesn't matter. If they're dealing with the word in the churches, okay, then the Bible says that others may fear the others black people are in that others okay that others may fear question Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 14 asks quote why do we sit still end quote bear in mind they the Gentiles have not sat still in the church they are not still at this time okay they are not still at this present time they are commanded to be still that is be quiet in the church commandment of this law of silence part one has not been fulfilled yet by the gentiles it is to be fulfilled now i say that in answer to the statement of to the question why do we sit still as though they are already sitting still in the churches? Okay? They are not sitting still in the churches at this time. They have not uh, sat still in the churches uh, prior to this present time, uh, but they are now commanded to do so by Lord all accounts in the... Part one of the law of silence. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 14. The statement says, The Lord all caps, our God, has put us to silence. The law, the two part law of silence, comes from Lord all caps. This appears as a people statement. Our God hath put us to silence. And that Lord is written using all capital letters, so it's a reference to Lord all caps. And they say, the Lord our God, this is the Gentiles speaking, okay, the voice of the Gentiles, the Lord our God hath put us to silence. That's what the law of silence part one does to the Gentiles. It puts them to silence in the churches. And so that's an affirmation there, the statement I just read, coming from Jeremiah chapter eight verse fourteen, a confirmation by the Gentiles themselves. Romans seven verse twenty one says, "Find then a law." Then John chapter five verse thirty nine says, "Search the Scriptures." The commandment to me is, "Find then a law." The Gentiles admit, they say, we have a law in the book of John. I'm probably getting ahead of myself, okay? But anyway, let's go on. So my duty is to sign a law uh, referencing the things that, are, that I'm speaking about at this present time. Where then serves the law? For what purpose is the law? Uh, who is the law to? Okay, and other things. Okay, now, so uh, I have searched the scriptures. I have found a law uh, relevant to the question or relevant to the matter in hand. I found the law relevant to the matter in hand. The matter in hand is the two-part law of silence. And I found that. I found the law having two parts. Okay? Uh, Genesis 31, verse 37, I am asked, what hast thou found? Follow closely. I am asked the question, find the law, and in searching for the law, I'm to use the scriptures. I'm to search the scriptures. I have found the law relevant to the matter in hand, so they ask me, what hast thou found? 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15 asks, what is it then? I say that I've found the law relevant to the matter in hand, so they ask me, what have you found? What is it? I have found the two-part law of silence. Part one is to the Gentiles, and part two is to the Lord God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. Romans 10, verse 8 says, What saith it? See the, the the conversation going on here between Lord all caps and the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart? Uh, what saith it? Galatians 4, verse 21 says, Do ye not hear the law? Well, it's obvious I've heard the law. Because I've given the law. I'll give it again in this episode. Uh, but what saith it? And then Luke 10, verse 26 what is written in the law? Show that you have found the law, okay, by showing what is in the law, by setting forth the law, declaring the law. What is written in the law? What saith it? What have you found? What is it then? They really want to know. Okay. What is written in the law with respect to part one of the law of silence? Lord al said, Isaiah 43, verse 9, let the, let the people, let the people be assembled. People made up of males and females. Let the people assemble. Don't men and women go to church? Of course they do. Let the people be assembled. First uh. uh First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 18. When ye come together in the church. Here we go. Okay, here we go. When ye come together in the church, Matthew 7, verse 12. This is the law. One, Nehemiah 8.11, hold thy peace. Number two, Ruth 3, verse 18, sit still quietly. Three, Exodus 14.14, ye shall hold your peace. Four, Zechariah chapter 2 verse 13 silent Isaiah 47 verse 5 sit thou silent uh, Isaiah 41 verse 1 keep silence that is observe silence now we get to this one 1 Corinthians 14, verse 34. I want to leave that one out at this time. I believe I'll come to it later. But uh the next law. I mean, yeah, the next statement. First Thessalonians four, eleven. Be quiet. Psalm forty six, verse ten. Be still. Quiet. Now we know that whatsoever things the law saith, it saith to them, the Gentiles who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. That's a repeat statement Romans three verse nineteen. Okay, uh now an overview of part one of the law of silence. Is given in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, uh, in three verses. Verse twenty-eight says, "Keep silence in the church." Okay. Now the full statement says something like this: "Let your women keep silence in the church." The women are already called to keep silence in the church, in the uh, eight statements. Uh, ...that I've given to you. Let me see how many. Let me count them again to make sure. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And the eight statements. Okay. Making up the law of silence. Okay. But now we have an overview of the law, part one, that is, uh, of silence given in First Corinthians chapter 14... Verse twenty-eight saying, "Keep silence in the church." This is an overview. Okay. Keep silence in the church. Verse thirty says, "Hold his peace." The law says, uh, "Let's see what it says." It says, "Hold thy peace." That's what is written in the law. Uh, the overview says, "Hold his peace." Each is to hold his peace with me, according to the law. But this is a, a restatement; it is uh, an overview. And verse 30, thirty-four of First Corinthians fourteen says, "Keep silence in the churches." Those three statements are in one chapter. That's First Corinthians chapter fourteen, and I call that an over, and Those three statements, an overview of part one of the law of silence. All right. Now uh Isaiah forty two verse twenty-one says he will magnify the law and make it honorable. And uh looking up the word magnify, I was led to several other words and uh came, which, you know, brought me to this word here in regard to the word magnify. Disclose. Disclose. Uh, He will disclose the law and make it honorable. I have disclosed the law. I have made known the law uh, of silence, the two-part law of silence, okay? And the law is honorable. The law is worthy to be honored and to be respected, in my opinion. Of course, the Bible says it as well. It says the law is good, okay? Now, Moving on, the law of silence part two. I have given you the law of silence part one, which is to the Gentiles. And in that term, Gentiles, you have included male and females. Okay? Uh, because Lord Alcaster said, I speak to you, Gentiles. And then it says, let when the people it says something about the people assembling. Men and women assemble in the church. Right. Now, so that's not debatable that uh uh about the women. The women are included already, okay? And that's clear. Law of silence, part two. Note this statement. Psalm fifty verse three says Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. Our God. Which God are they talking about? Well, remember the statement that I gave you earlier in this episode? Just a short while ago, I believe. Jeremiah 8.14, which says, The Lord, all caps, our God, hath put us to silence. And now here in Psalm 50, verse 3, it is written, Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. What God is called upon to come and not keep silence? It will be obvious in this which is coming up, but I'll just tell you straight up. Now, uh, the God that is to come and uh, that shall not keep keep silence according to the law is the Lord God, capital L, lowercase O-R-D. He's the one called upon to come, and he's the one who is told to not keep silence. So although you have, uh, the statement says our God shall come and shall not keep silence, the God that shall come, uh, that was to come, okay, the God that was called upon to come is the Lord God, not Lord all caps, but the Lord, capital L, lowercase O-R-D. And he has come, and the law tells him to not keep silence. And his name is Tommy L. Hart. Okay? Now, so that's clear there. Our God shall come. The God that shall come, and uh, according to the law, is uh, the Lord God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. Okay? Now, Malachi Malachi 2, verse 4. Ye shall know that I have sent this commandment to you. That statement is to the Lord God, uh, Mr. Hart. I know that the commandment is sent to me because the commandment says it. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay? But, But what is written is, ye shall know that I have sent this commandment to you. Okay uh, Jeremiah 23 verse 37 What hath Lord Allcaps caps spoken Isaiah 8 verse 1 Lord all caps said to me Lord all caps in the Bible Has said certain things To the man Tommy L. Hart He says to Mr. Hart In 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 Keep the ordinances As I delivered them to you Okay, let's go back to uh, the commandments or the law, part one, to the Gentiles. Keep the keep the ordinances as I deliver them to you. Look at this right here, Nehemiah 8, verse 11. It says, hold our peace. I haven't changed anything about that. Ruth, chapter 3, verse 18 says, sit still. I haven't changed that. The word still means quietly. Okay, I looked it up. But that's not saying, it's, it still says, it says still. Okay, Exodus fourteen fourteen. 14, you shall hold your peace. This is how Lord Allcaps has delivered these things to me, the form therein. Zechariah two thirteen. be silent. These are ordinances, which Lord all caps, uh, these are to the Gentiles right here. Isaiah 47, verse 5, sit thou silent. Isaiah 41, verse 1. Keep silence. First uh, Thessalonians 4, 11, be quiet. And Psalm 46, verse 10, be still. Those are ordinances, okay, to the Gentiles. Easy to understand. When you are in the churches, these are the things the Gentiles are supposed to do. Now we're talking about uh, part two, which is to the Lord God. Sound to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. So he says, keep ordinances as he has delivered them to me. All right? Now, uh, Job 13, verse 17, Lord all, cap, Lord all Cap says to me, hear diligently my speech. Keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Hear diligently my speech. Uh, Romans 6, verse 14, ye are not under the law. What law is... Uh, are we, what law are we, we we're speaking about? We're speaking about the law of silence. Well, Lord all caps informs me, ye are not under the law of silence. Therefore, now here is part two of the law of silence, which is to the man, Tommy O'Hart. Proverbs 31, verse 8, open thou mouth. 81, verse 10, open thy mouth wide. Psalm 83, verse 1. Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace. Now, remember when I spoke about, uh, ye shall know that I have sent this commandment to you? Well, I know that Lord Alcast has sent this, this commandment to me because he addresses me. Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace. He said in Psalm 35, verse 22, Keep not silence, O Lord. And that Lord is written, capital L, lowercase O-R-D. And then in Psalm 109, verse 1, he says, O God. So it is clear who, who Lord all caps is speaking to in this uh, part two of the law of silence. It's very clear. Three times, O God. O Lord O God, and then uh, isaiah sixty two verse six he says to me again, keep not silence easy to understand words Easy to understand the Gentiles are ordered to keep keep silence, observe silence when they come together in the church Lord okay I mean, the Lord God tell me your heart is ordered to Keep not silence wherever he is, okay, wherever he is. It doesn't say anything about church in uh, part two, uh, law of silence, all right? That should be pretty clear, both of these parts. Part one should be very clear who it's to, why it is given why? The purpose of the law, okay? In Lord all caps, words, right? should be very clear that the Gentiles have not heretofore uh, kept the law of silence, part one, but they are to keep it uh, at this time. They are to begin keeping it, as the statement has said. They said, "The Lord all caps, our God, has put us to silence. Right? Remember, I am just reading the law. I am not the author. Their Lord all caps uh commands these things to them, and of course, the Lord All caps commands these things in part two, obviously. Okay, Acts 26, verse 25. Uh, now, I've given you the Law of Silence, part two, okay? The Law of Silence, let me read it again, part two, which is to the Lord God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. Proverbs 31, verse eight, open thy mouth. Psalm 81, verse 10, open thy mouth wide. Psalm 83, verse one, keep not thou silence, O God hold not thy peace. Psalm 35, verse 22, keep not silence, O Lord. And Psalm 109, verse 1, hold not thy peace, O God. And Isaiah 62, verse 6, keep not silence. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six points in the uh, part two, Law of Silence. To the Lord God, six points. And uh, eight points over here uh, in part one, law of silence, which is to the Gentiles. One is eight points. Uh, The one to God is six points. Okay, now, Acts 26, verse 25 says this. I put this here, so I read it. Speak forth the words of truth and soberness. And, and that's what I seek to do. That's what I seek to do. Uh, that's what anyone using the Bible over people should be doing, speaking forth the words of truth and not lying, as that which is going on in, currently uh, in the church world. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says, no man is justified by the law and what is the law that we're speaking about at this time it is the law of silence the two part the two part law of silence okay no man is justified by the law it is evident watch this no man you know you should know that no man is a moniker uh It's a moniker applicable applicable to the Lord God who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. No man is a nickname for the Lord God, lowercase o-r-d. So no man or Mr. Hart or the Lord God, capital L, lowercase o-r-d, is justified by the law of silence. It is evident. How is it evident? It is evident here. Uh, in the law of silence, part three says, keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace. This God is called uh, no man. No man is a moniker or nickname for, the, for God who is found to be the man, Tommy, of heart, the A-V-B's Lord God, okay? So you can, uh, well, that's enough said on that. No man is justified by the law. It is evident. Uh, Look at this. Uh, Psalm 35, verse 22. Keep not thy silence, O Lord. Capital L, lowercase case O R D. No man is justified by the law of silence. Part two. Okay? Uh, And uh, it is evident in uh, Psalm 109, verse 1. Hold not thy peace, O God. It is evident. In parts three, four, and five of part two of the law of silence that no man or the man come me heart or the Lord God come me heart is justified by the law of silence I am justified in what I am doing okay by the law of silence part two Acts 21 verse 24 says to me says uh, thou walkest orderly and keep the truth. I'll say that that is a true witness. Just as no man is justified by the law of silence, it is evident that statement is a true witness. Now, where do I get this true witness from? Uh, John five thirty one says, Lord, all caps says, my witness is not true, okay, a false witness, okay? Titus 1, verse 13 says, this witness is true, a true witness, a statement that is uh, that is true, that is saying something about, you know, somebody or something here. In this case, uh, no man is justified by the law, uh, and we know the law is the law of silence, part two here, uh, it is evident that's a true witness. The statement is true, Uh, and it is evident, a true witness, uh, that thou walkest orderly, the Lord God walkest orderly, and keepest the law. Well, I'm keeping the law right now. I'm not holding my silence. I'm not observing silence. I am speaking. I am not holding my peace. I am speaking. Okay? So uh those two statements are true witness true witnesses uh the statement in galatians chapter three verse eleven is a true uh that witness is true and the statement in that says in the book of acts twenty one verse twenty four thou walkest orderly and keepest the law uh that's that witness is true okay now there's this witness is also true this witness uh, here in Acts 19.38 says the law is open. The law of silence is open. The two-part law of silence is open. What does that mean? It is uncovered. It's not covered. It is exposed. I have exposed it. So that statement in Acts nineteen thirty eight is a true witness. It's a true witness statement. Now, this statement here in Lamentations 2, verse 9, which says, The law is no more. The law of silence is. The law of silence is. So this Lamentations 2, verse 9 statement saying, The law of silence is no more. We put a name to it, okay? We put a name to the law. I put a name to the law. Okay? Okay. The law is no more. The law of silence is no more. That statement is a, uh, that witness of Lord all caps is not true. Okay? Now, it's deliberately done so, okay? It's not a mistake. Uh, it doesn't catch the Lord by surprise or something. No, this is intentional. The true wit- the true witness statements and the uh, not true witness are false witness statements. They are planned. They are there. They, they are there their on purpose. Okay. They're not mistakes. They're not contradictory statements or anything like that. Okay? Now okay, so the the Lamentations chapter two, verse nine statement is a false witness statement or a not true uh witness. um uh, here, Lord all caps, John five thirty one 31 says, my witness is not true, uh, with respect to Galatians chapter 3, verse 12, which says this, the law of silence is not of faith. Uh, that's a not true witness statement. That witness is not true. The law of silence is of faith, Okay. You can find the law of silence in Lawmaster's archive, law archives, okay? The archives of the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. The archives of the man, the AVB calls Lord God, okay? The AVB slash KJV, all right? So this is a false witness statement here, given by, set down by, uh, Lord, all caps in John chapter five verse thirty-one. I'm I'm sorry. Set down by Lord, all, all caps in Galatians chapter three verse twelve. It's not a mistake. It done. It's done so on purpose. Okay. All right. So I've given you uh, a couple, maybe two or three of uh true witness statements. I've given you about two uh, false witness statements. Okay. With regard to uh, or having to do with the law of silence. Have you ever wondered, you know, you can read through the Bible and you'll see uh, this, this phrase right here the law, the law, the law, the law, but it's never identified. The question is what law? What law is being spoken about when the Bible says the law? All right? Okay. Now Ecclesiastes verse seven thirteen. It's not relevant to uh what's at hand here or what's in hand. Uh but this statement here in a word in a word, okay, that's that's also spoken as uh spoken in one word. You've heard somebody say, in one word, blah, 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 or in a word, blah, 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 okay? That means, uh, in summary, it means, in short, okay? Now, that phrase is in the Bible. Uh, Let's see here. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, it says this, all the law is fulfilled in one word and it goes on to say something else. Now, if we turn that around, it's more clear. In one word, all the law is fulfilled. In other words, in summary, in one word, all the law is fulfilled. Or, in short, one word, in short, in one word, all the law is fulfilled. Now, is that correct? In short is all the law fulfilled? No. But the statement says, in one word, all the law is fulfilled. The law of silence is not fulfilled already. The law of silence is to be, the law of silence is to yet be performed, fulfilled, carried out, done, done, Okay, it's a future event because it's not now and it hasn't been carried out. So the statement in uh, Lord all caps, Lord all caps statement in Galatians chapter five verse fourteen, which says in which says in one word all the law is fulfilled, is a false witness statement. Okay, it's a statement that is not true. On purpose. On purpose. Alright. So that's another statement uh that uh is a false witness statement coming from Lord All Caps, but intentionally and on purpose. I'm supposed to see that whether I'm supposed to see whether a statement is correct or whether it's incorrect, okay? And act accordingly. That's what that's supposed to do. Like a test. Just like a test. Lord All-Cast make a, makes a statement. I determine whether the statement is true or false. Simple as that. A true-false uh, test, you might say. Moving on. The Law of Silence, Part one is not fulfilled. It is. It is yet to be fulfilled by the Gentiles. Now, the Lord God Tommy L Hart is fulfilling his part. Get that. Now, the part one to the Gentiles is not yet fulfilled. It is to be fulfilled by the Gentiles. But what about part two? Part two is. It has been uh, for quite some time, some years, that is, and it is being, at this time, fulfilled, carried out by the man, Tommy L. Hard. The man, the AZB slash KJV calls Lord God, capital L, lowercase o-r-d. Understand that. Part one, the Gentiles part, is yet to be fulfilled. Part two, uh, the Lord God's part uh, is being fulfilled as we speak. I'm opening my mouth talking to you. I am carrying out, I am fulfilling the law of silence. Part two, which is to the AVB's Lord God who is found to be the man Tommy Heart. Okay. Now, Proverbs fourteen verse five says, A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter utter lies. A false witness will utter lies. Okay. Now Galatians three verse twenty one. Is the law of silence then against the promises of God? And this is, has to do with part two of the law of silence. Is it against the promises of God? Answer, part two of the law of silence is in opposition to the promise of God set down in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. That promise says, the Lord all caps shall fight for you, You need only be still. Okay? Get that? Now, but the promise is rebutted in the Matthew 4, verse 7 statement, which says, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord, capital L, lowercase, lowercase, O-R-D, thy God. Therefore, the promise set down in uh, Exodus 14, verse 14, is not legitimate it is not legitimate. Mm-hmm. So, about the promises that are legitimate, are they against the promise of God? The law of silence is not uh, against the legitimate promises of God. Of course, to sign the promises of God, you can go to Lawmasters archives. I look for promises of God. I look for the word promise or promises in the title. All right? And always get the last statement on something because I've spoken on promises I know at least two times, maybe three or so. You know what I'm saying? So always get the last time I spoke on a matter because the last time is what's uh, authoritative. The final word on any subject that I have spoken on is the last time that I spoke on that speak, on that particular thing, okay? So keep up with the episodes. Keep up with the information. Follow closely. Pay attention. Be attentive, okay? Be real. Be serious. Be attentive, okay? All right. So we dealt with uh, the question there. Uh is the law then against the promises of God? That question is uh, Galatians three verse twenty one. Let's see here, uh look at this. Genesis forty one verse thirty two. The thing the law the thing is established by God. That's what is written, established by God. The thing, the two part, the whole law of silence. Is established by God. Not just one part, but two parts. It's found to have two parts to it, okay? It is established by God. The Lord God, capital L, lowercase O-R-D, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart, caused you to see this law. He has caused you to see this law because he has what? What word I used earlier? He has disclosed it. The thing is established by God. The whole law of silence is established by God. Lamentations 4, verse 4, no man breaketh it to them. What does no man break to them? One of the things he breaks to them, because I've broken uh, many things to the people, no man has uh, broken the uh, two-part law of silence to them, the Gentiles, and other people as well. Uh, So so that statement, the Lamentations 4-4 statement, is a true witness, okay? And the Genesis 41, verse 42 statement, the thing, the whole law of silence is established by God is a true witness statement as well. All right, now, there's the Romans 7 7 question. Is the law sin? Is the law of silence in its entirety sin? I say to you that the two part law of silence is not sin, and it is written in the book of Romans, chapter 7, the law is good. Remember, remembering the purpose of the law that I set forth at the beginning of this episode, uh, what, uh, what it addresses, the work, the wise and well of the law. Uh, With that in mind, the law of silence, the two part law of silence uh, is good. As Romans seven says. Uh, Speaking of the whole law of silence, James chapter 2, verse 10 says, Whosoever shall keep the whole law of silence and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. The key word there is whole. Uh, The law of silence part one is only a part of the law uh, without the other part. Uh, The law of silence part two is only a part of the law of silence. Okay? The whole law of silence consists of two parts. Part one, part two. So, read the, let's read the statement again. It says, uh, James 2, verse 10, Whosoever shall keep the whole law of silence, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. I say this, it is not expected of anyone to keep the whole law of silence. In short, as stated earlier, the whole law, two parts, part one and part two. Part one is for the Gentiles to keep fulfilled, and part two is for the Lord God, the man, Tamiel Hart, to keep, to fulfill. Again, no one is required to keep the whole law of silence, only the part that pertains to them. That's very important, isn't it? Very important. The whole law. I'm not expected to keep the whole law, just that part that deals with me. The Gentiles are not expected to keep the whole law, only the part that, uh, that uh, pertains to them, which is part one. And for me, part two. So understand that, that statement in James 2.10. No one is expected to keep the whole law. Okay? And I, I think that's pretty clear. I think that's pretty clear. Now, what have I done in this episode, I've set forth set forth the whys and wherefores of the law of silence, part one. I've set forth both parts, parts one and two of the law. I've set forth the whole law uh, having to do with silence. Uh, let me read these things. I've addressed these things. The Galatians 4:21 question, which says, "Do ye not hear the law?" And I said this earlier. It is obvious that I've addressed that, that I have dealt with, that I have uh, considered the law of silence, the two-part law of silence, and uh, that's which which I have done. It is evident. Uh, a question in Jeremiah 8:14, "Why do we sit still?" That's been addressed. The Galatians 3:19 question, "Wherefore then serve the law?" It is addressed. The Luke 10, 26 question, what is written in the law? I've shown what is written in the two-part law of silence. The Galatians 3, 21 question, is the law then against the promises of God? I address that. The Romans 7, 7 question, is the law sin? I addressed that and concluded that the law of silence, part two and one, the law of silence, the whole of the law of silence is good. I've carried out the Ezra 7, verse 10 commandment, which says, Seek the law of the Lord, all caps. I have found, I have sought the law of the Lord, all caps, uh, having to do with silence, and uh, I have exposed the law. I have fulfilled the Romans 2, verse 15 commandment, which says, show the work of the law. I have obeyed the Matthew 7, verse 7 commandment, which says, seek and ye ye shall find. I have shown true witness statements and false witness statements. And uh, in, with respect to Matthew seven seven commandment, seek and ye shall find. Uh, that in Matthew verse 7, that in Matthew chapter seven verse eight is brought to pass. He that seeketh, findeth. I, I sought according to the commandment, uh, and I found. I found the two part law of silence. I found, Lord, all caps, two-part law of silence. You should have a very good understanding of the law of silence. Both parts of it, parts one and two, you should know that no one is expected to keep the whole law, but only that part that pertains to them. All right, and you should understand the whys and the wherefores of the law. The law is for your good, because the liars, from the pope on down, from prophet, from the uh, prophet to the priest and all, all, they are all according to the book now, and according to their works, which are described in the book, they are all evil. They are out for themselves. Anyone who lies to people from a leadership position, uh, I mean position, anyone who lies to people from a position of leadership, is is not a good person. Lying to people, deceiving people, those things are not good. Those things are not good at all. That's evil. It is evil to lie and deceive uh, people. To lie to and deceive people from a position of leadership. It's bad. It's wrong. It's not right. It's not good. It is evil. Join me next time. But I do want to say this. This is the authority. That which I've given you in this episode is the authority on the law of silence. This is the authority. If I have said anything that is contrary to anything that I've said in this episode, With regard to the two-part law of silence, the thing said in this episode is the authority. Okay? This is the final word on, Lord all caps, two-part law of silence. Deal with it. Okay? Deal with it and know it uh, with respect to the uh, two-part law of silence. This is it. This episode. That's why I have final word in the title. This is the authority, this episode, on the two-part law of silence. Join Mm -hmm. me next time.